Welcome to episode four of Ectype Boutique. I am your host, Adria Merritt. I'm Issa Merritt. And we want to welcome you today as we delve deeper into embracing truth. We had the opportunity today to speak to young entrepreneur, fashion creative, Maximilian Barnes. And Max was really important for us to talk to as we are on this journey of healing and finding the light and staying in the light and celebrating the light after losing Kofi, who was my son, my brother. And Max was Kofi's partner. And I think there's something to be said in life for having good partners and good friends and people who you can trust. And I feel like for Kofi, Max was that. They have a lot of similarities also as you as you hear them chat. So Issa, what do you think about the importance of having or the role of good friends or good partners in your life? It was really nice seeing Kofi's group of friends that were saying sharing so many great things about him. And that shows one of the most important things, how a lot of them are talking about a different side of Kofi that some of us haven't seen. So I think one of the important parts about having good friends is about being able to express yourself in a free way that you might not be able to do anywhere else, finding a safe place. Excellent. And so when we think about that safe place of expressing yourself and creating and being who you are, that definitely connects to the theme of today's episode, which is embracing truth. You want to be true to who you are. So we are looking forward to the work that Maximilian Barnes is doing to launch the clothing brand and to hear the story of the brand because he's staying true to it. And his Instagram handle, should you want to follow him, is Maxo Warhol. That's M-A-X-X-O-W-A-R-H-O-L. Again, this is a place of community, is a place of encouragement, it is a place of building up, and we are grateful that you tuned in to join us and that you're going to go that next step and spread the positive vibes to build up these young creatives and entrepreneurs as they are on their journey. So we welcome you and excited that you decided to join us for today's episode. And let's talk about embracing truth. This is a God dream. This is a God dream. This is everything. Max, I'd like for you to introduce yourself and talk about your creative identity for me. Yep, sure thing. So uh, I guess just like as an intro, my name is Maximilian Barnes. Uh, you know, my friends call me Maxo. Uh, I currently go to FIT. I'm a transfer student. And I study under advertising and marketing. So, you know, the whole, that aspect of branding and marketing is what I want to focus in in the fashion industry. Um, you know, my creative identity, I kind of, I try to do everything. I consider myself a little bit of a jack of all trades. Uh, you know, I design a lot of things. I do a lot of the manufacturing and like cutting and sewing. Um, I also do, you know, I'm also a photographer just in my spare time. So, you know, a lot of the visions for lookbooks and photo shoots also kind of comes out of that passion as well. But just overall, I think I'm just, you know, creative. You know, I don't <laughs> put it in like one box. 
So how did you discover that as your lane? Because in particular, I'm hearing you talk about on the manufacturing side, when you talk about the cutting and the sewing and you talk about the lookbooks and the photography, how did you find that to be your niche? Um, so I think it really started when I was just like a kid, because, you know, a lot uh, when I was when I was in high school, you know, earlier, early on, you know, a lot of the streetwear stuff wasn't really cool. It was kind of more like left field and odd. People didn't understand it. And, you know, that was like all I was about. And I wasn't just, you know, I didn't just like the clothes. I like, you know, everything about the brand, the identity behind brands. So like, you know, I hate using this example, but like, if I'm being honest, it's my favorite brand of all time, like Supreme, you know, I've been into Supreme since I was like in the seventh grade before, you know, it was super popular and all this, but you know, it was never just about, you know, the logo for me. I've always liked the attitude, the skaters, you know, the lookbooks, the way they release things the overall, like brand messaging and attitude, you know, the way, you know, the brand has like, you know, I feel like that brand is a person or has like a personality to it. So, you know, studying from that and other brands as well it just kind of over time as i was growing up and kind of trying to figure out what i wanted to do in my life it was like well that seems to be like the kind of unilateral thing throughout my life that i've always enjoyed like i remember being in like seventh grade you know like designing t-shirts in class instead of studying um you know it's just it it, over time i kind of just realized like why would i do something that i don't actually want to do why not just put all of my energy into maybe trying to do something that I actually like love and enjoy? That makes great sense. So how did you hone your skills at cutting and sewing? I'm still in the process. I'm not that good at it. If I'm being honest. Um, I kind of started learning just kind of out of necessity. Um, we had like a very specific, you know, ideal look for the egg type hoodies when we kind of were first thinking of them and um, them being cropped was like a big thing because we wanted them to not look like they were blanks and we wanted people to feel like they were getting something that wasn't just like merch mm-hmm. we wanted them to feel like they were getting a garment in their hands so you know I was just the only one with the sewing machine and I had the free time so you know I just started cutting and sewing figuring it out now you mentioned and that makes sense I like how you said you so it was a part of your identity I like the way you say it so it wasn't it was going to be what separated you could I say from maybe other streetwear out there okay so you mentioned ectype and you also talked about the fact that you believe that brands have a personality right and you took us back to supreme and I remember that was Kofi's big you know passion with supreme I can remember back for his 16th birthday, we went to New York City and he was specifically going because he wanted to go to the Supreme store, right? But one of the things about the Supreme store, and I think that's part of the their brand, what makes people appreciate them so much is they have specific times when they're open, right? They're open within this window of time. So the time that we went, unfortunately, they weren't open, but we were still able to go to Brooklyn Museum of Art and see um, a great exhibit um, for some artists. And it was a sneaker exhibit. And he loved sneakers too. So we were able to do that. But I want to go back to Ectype and what you talk about in terms of personality. So what would you say is the personality you envision or you see for Ectype? So when I think of that, you know, it's, it's a multi-layered type of thing because, you know, as we, we, we had been working on it for so long and, you know, continue to work on it. Um, it was originally going to be 
we didn't even want to be a like be visible at all. We wanted it to just exist as an as like an as a separate entity, and we would our names would not be attached to it at all, and we would just see how it did off of that. And we wanted to really see and test our ability to like you know create an aesthetic and give a feeling when you look at the brand and the clothes and like the models and everything. We wanted everything to kind of like merge and gel together. Um, but you know as time progressed, that just didn't seem very practical. You know, we were kind of basing that, we were kind of basing this off of another brand called STP, where um, the person who has, like, the sole, like, director person who, like, runs it um, has been, like, a secret identity since the brand started. Like, nobody knows what the dude looks like. Everyone just knows his name is Zach. Um, So that was kind of, like, the aesthetic and persona we were looking for at first. But, you know, just thinking that's not really practical, and it would kind of be shutting us out from social media and using like the connections and things we've already made throughout our lives. So as you started to think about it more and more, it really just became like, okay, well, you know, what's important to us? What do we want to portray? And, you know, part of it was kind of just like who we are in our lives. Like, you know, we we always me and Kofi and all and Jordan and my friend Renito as well. Well, that's all four of us. We've always talked about how you know we don't feel like there's anything out there right now that really like tells our story or you know connects with us really. You know, a lot of the people that we grew up looking up to, you know, either didn't see the like the big success that you know we planned for, or you know kind of sold out. And, you know, took a different route that, you know, we wouldn't want to go down. So it, that's really what it kind of became about. Um, and, you know, that's kind of, you know, that's where we kind of took the phrase like fast life. It was just like, look, you know, the way like all of us kind of operate, like if we want to go do something, we're just like, if we can get a ticket, we're just going to go. Like we, we, like we live fast. Like it doesn't matter. Like I'm, if I got to go do something out here and I have the money to go pay for it to go, or if I just have the means to go get out there and do it, I'm going to go do it. Or if I don't have it, I'm going to go get it. Like, you know, that was part of the mentality. So then, you know, thinking, you know, okay, well now that we do need to have like some sort of a brand image and brand persona, like we need somebody or people to kind of embody that. And me and Kofi, you know, we weren't shy people. We weren't like, you know, we didn't have like huge followings. We're not the people who like to be on the scene and in the mix like that. You know, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't his speed. It's not my speed. So, you know, thinking just, okay, who like can embody what we think and, you know, kind of like work with us to portray. That's where, you know, we decided to bring in Jordan and Renito because they have more following. They live in New York. They love to just be outside and be around people. They love to, you know, uh, you know, be on the scene, network, do all that parlay. I, that's just, that's just not me. I, I, you know, I like to stay in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, it just kind of, yeah, it's, it's really just kind of like us really, you know, just kind of like our spirit and our mentality of just like, you know, we don't want to do like a traditional, you know, career, have a traditional job or anything like that. I never want to put on a suit again in my life, to be honest. And, you know, part of this is to kind of like show the youth, like, look, you don't have to be a street nigga. You don't have to be, you know, a gangster. You don't have to be a rapper. You don't have to do whatever. You could do whatever you want. And at some point, if you try hard enough, it will succeed. Like that's kind of, you know, the overall message. And we want to give back to, you know, 
the whole we want to eventually give back to the like whole black community for real i really like the idea max i think something that also intrigues me is you seem to be very intentional in your purpose of wanting to push black people down the line and use it for that i really like that so as i bring my portion of chatting with you to a close i want you to think five years from now right just in your mind when you see you're visualizing your path. And I don't want sentences. I want you to think of three words, right? Think about your word choice here. What three words do you think will capture ectype, capture your brand, capture your purpose? Three words that capture where you will be five years from now. Three words. Yeah, you got it. Three words. Yeah. Would describe where I want ectype to be in five years. Um, I'd like it to be as well, yeah, established. Established, um, good. Um, I'd like, you know, I, I I'd like to say hype, but not really, because that was never really the point. But you know that you know with hype comes dollars, and with dollars comes expansion. Um, so let's take it. Go for it. You you qualified it quite well. So established hype, right? And just, you know, true. Like true. Just true. True to the original message and true to the original like conception behind it. Very nice. So ladies and gentlemen, this was Maximilian Barnes, right? Creative force. Um, he is branding, he is advertising, he's marketing, he is going to finish strong at FIT, look for ectype and how it will be used to set a true hype, established force in the fashion industry and deliberately used to push the community forward. Max, I'm excited for what's going to be coming down the road for you. So it was definitely a treat to talk to Max, to get to know Max a little bit more, especially since he was collaborating um, so closely with Kofi in terms of launching this brand, Ectype. And it's also interesting to hear how similar their personalities are in terms of really being more laid back, but observers of what's going on and wanting to stay true to who they are and recognizing that because fashion is something that has to be promoted, tapping into or collaborating with other people who would be more willing to be outgoing with the brand. But I really do like the way Max brings up this whole notion of the importance of staying true to their story and how brands have a story, right? So Issa, when we go with this notion of staying true, do you think it's difficult for people to stay true to their own identity? Or do you think it's easy to be swayed to kind of shift your narrative or shift your story to want to fit in or be accepted by others? I think it's definitely easy to be swayed. You know, you meet so many people, you're going to want to do the things that they do, or you're going to be inspired by them. So you may change your course a little bit. But if you really have that determination and drive, you will stay true to yourself. But I do think it is very easily to uh, be swayed. So when we talk about being swayed and being inspired, I agree with that. But is that something different from staying true to the core of who you are? Because if you are trying to maybe shift how you appear to be or shift your traits in order to feel accepted or um, to gain popularity, 
Is it difficult to hold on to things that are not true to who you are? And in the long run, is that not something that people can sustain? I think you can stay true to yourself, but it's very easily to be, to be veered off your course by other people. Okay. That makes sense. Which is again, another reason why I'm really impressed by the fact that over their journey, uh, Max definitely seems to be level-headed and clear with the direction and the vision that he has for Ectite, which seems to be rooted very similar to Kofi in a long-standing appreciation of streetwear and observing um, how it has evolved over time in studying brands. So I'm certainly um, excited about the success that I anticipate for um, Ectite. So Issa, we have to delve into this as we talk about staying true, because I think it's really interesting for Max that he transferred from an HBCU to a PWI, which is the opposite of what you want to do. And his perceptions that he shared, again, kind of going back to this whole notion of staying true to yourself, made it seem like that perhaps he didn't have the best experience because there were there was difficulty um, being embraced by other people and it could be a little bit exclusionary. So when you think about this whole journey of wanting to transfer, how does that make you feel? I think that those type of things will be an obstacle no matter where you go. I think it's just some people don't, I guess, expect it when they're going into an environment with all their people. But I think it's not just those issues aren't just in the black community. They're everywhere. Okay. So clarifying, it's not just an HBCU thing. And I would definitely, I'm a product of an HBCU and I loved my HBCU experience and uh, was an advocate for all my children having that experience as well, because I think that you have the collective, but I do agree with you that there's an unfortunate side of human nature where it's difficult for some people to embrace others who may have different interests or different styles, right? Which is something that's kind of scary about human nature because one of the words that was described over and over again that we got from letters, that we got from cards when describing Kofi was that he was kind, right? So do you think we see a lot of kindness out there or do you think it's no matter where you are that it's easier for people to try to build this hierarchy system instead of being accepting and embracing and does that make it difficult to stay true to who you are um I do think that people that are like that have probably gone through something to make them like that like a product of their environment so I do think there is kindness places but in this environment no matter where you go there's going to be someone that went through something and it causes them to maybe not be to your liking Okay, so another point I think that Max brought up that's fair to discuss when looking at his HBCU experience is the fact that for him, location matters, right? So he's saying that when you look at HBCUs, if you're someone who likes to get out and about beyond the campus life, like you're not just going to be in campus life, that it's important maybe to choose maybe an HBCU that's in an urban area. So he alluded to your Howards and your Spelman and your Morehouse that are in more urban areas. Um, I know you're also thinking about A&T, which is kind of like Hampton in the sense that it's in a more um, 
sheltered, I guess you could say, area where campus life is really what it's about. Is that a concern for you, especially when you're transferring from a school like VCU that does have an urban setting? Well, at VCU, I was never really on campus, but I was looking forward to the city life. But honestly, I feel like I can find a community anywhere. Okay, very good. And when you find that community, you're going to work hard to stay true to your identity, right? And definitely to surround yourself with kindness. But another point that Max brings up in your conversation that I think is fair when we consider schools is he said that for what he was interested in, he didn't choose the school that was the right fit for him. So there's one thing to talk about your social life, but there's another thing when you talk about the big picture and finding a school that's right for where you see yourself in the future. So FIT was a good fit for his goals. So when you think about transferring, do you think you found something that's going to be true to what it is you want to pursue in the future? I mean, I don't think my major is very difficult to find somewhere that has a good education, but I do think the schools that I'm looking at have definitely good programs. So as you launch into your conversation with Max, one of the things that I definitely want to celebrate is the fact that he had the courage to be true to his experience, right? And I think it's really important that people have a platform to be able to be true to their experience, understanding that everybody's experience is not the same, but you can't lesson or try to diminish somebody else's experience, but more so try to learn from it to figure out what are some things that can be done so that more people have positive experiences and to take a page from the book of Kofi from what we kept hearing that more people are surrounded by kindness and that people who encourage them as opposed to people who want to maybe diminish you because they're not like them, you're not like them or try to make you feel less than because you're not marching to their drum. So Issa, I'm excited to hear the conversation that you have with Max, who is the co-founder of Ectype. What was it like transferring from HBCU to PWI? Like what were the main differences? Um, So like what, what do you, when you say, like what are the main differences just like between like the social aspect or like overall just my experiences there? academically like what do you mean um most mostly the social aspects but also in terms of like obstacles like were there like different types of obstacles you had to go through okay yeah so uh you know I'm gonna only speak about you know I'm gonna preface everything I say with just like this was my personal experience at Hampton I can't speak on you know what every HBCU was like I can only speak on what it was like to go to Hampton from 2017 to 2019. Um, But in that time, you know, like the main differences for me really socially or just like, like boundary wise, which is, I felt like Hampton, Hampton has a very like high school mentality in the way, you know, a lot of the people interact. It's very clicky. And I was never a fan of that shit. I've always thought it was weird. To, to be like that. So I, you know, kind of didn't really fit in there, you know. Um, and I honestly, I don't think academically, unless, you know, you're going for a very, very specific thing. I don't think it's that, you know, good of a school. It's, it's okay. But like, you know, for the amount of money it costs and all the problems they have. And on top of that, that that's, those are the main reasons why I left. Um, like living on campus there is awful, like God awful. 
there's, you know, you, you might you might feel a little bit differently just because, you know, you're from Virginia and you, you know, kind of know the area a little better. So you know how to like maneuver around. But as someone coming from, you know, living up north. Like, yeah, I'm definitely not going to Hampton. I've already heard things about them. Yeah, that shit is in the middle of nowhere and it's nothing to do. Like, <laughs> and when there is something to do, nobody wants to go do anything fun. Like, you know, what I like about what I tra- when I transferred was that, you know, I was in a city. So if I didn't like people who I went to school with, I was still in New York. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what I mean? I love New York. I love the people. I love the city. I love everything about it. So, you know, that was important to me having like, you know, an escape from like campus life, uh, which I don't, you know, which, which you could achieve at like a place like, you know, um, like Morehouse or well, for you Spelman, I mean, cause it's in Atlanta, but um, you know, I feel like overall HBCUs, you know, they're, they're not bad places. I think they're good experiences, especially for people who put like a value on like being around their community and being around, like being surrounded by black people. Um, so, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't knock, you know, the idea of going to an HBCU. I would just say, you know, find one that like actually fits, you know, who you are as a person. All right, that's cool. Cause like when I was like thinking back to like experiences I had when I went to like summer programs at PWIs, like I was at UCLA this one summer and I was the only black person there. And it was like, it wasn't even white people from just like America's, like they were from like Russia and all those places. Mm-hmm. And it was like just a really weird experience for me because. Like, there was this one girl that was, like, a Trump supporter and stuff, and she would just be asking me if, like, she could say the N-word and stuff, and, like, just, I don't want to have to, like, deal with stuff like that, like, at all. Like, that's, that's, like, so uncomfortable. And, like, she would be going on her phone and, like, showing me pictures of her Black friends, and I would just be, like, like, that's, that's just so weird to me. So I feel like just being in a community where it's like I don't have to deal with any of that stuff yeah but what I what I will say though is like you know black people we're hard on each other like we don't cut each other no type of slack like I have heard you know I have you know it didn't really happen to me but I've heard like you know sometimes HBCUs can be very uninviting places for certain people like if you just don't like kind of that's just back to my earlier point of just like if if you decide to transfer to one I would just say you know really make sure that like you think you fit in there and you like, and you fuck with the people there. Cause you know, and if you go to a, it's like a small school where like, you don't you know, entirely fit in, like it feels so isolating and so shitty. Like that would just be my advice. Okay. That's why, those, those are the main reasons why I left. Yeah. I definitely want to move to a city too. I think we might be moving to DC next year, which is good. Cause like, I, I hate the country. It's like nothing to do here. Like, yeah, like Howard, you know, would be, I think would be a good school. I, I honestly, if I could do my whole high, like college experience over again, I would have went to Howard over Hampton. I've heard that from a lot of people, actually. Yeah. Because like, even like when you were talking about like black people being hard on each other, it's like, I always see like them trying to like shut out like, as you said, like, the cliquey stuff, like, shut out other people from, like, the same community, which is weird, because I feel like we already have, like, the struggles. We should at least be there for each other and stuff. Yeah, like, part of the thing with people who go to HBCUs is, like, 
I don't know. I feel like some of them feel like they're they're super special and part of like a very like they feel like they're in like an enclosed community and like oh you know I we only fuck with other people who go to HBCUs and shit like that. I'm like bro, that's so weird. Like, why would you go to a place about inclusion to be exclusionary? Yeah, I just don't really like like one thing I hear about that is like there's like elitist type of groups like as in like in terms of like money especially at the private schools yeah for for sure yeah i just i guess it's like stuff like that at every school but it's a it's a you know it's a weird thing because hbcus i think breed a weird culture depending on where you're at because it's like you have kids who you know you have some kids who really come from you know bad neighborhoods and poor areas who you know behave a certain way and then you have kids who pretend to be like that. Um, and that was another big reason why I left. You know, I, 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 I cannot stand a nigga who pretends to be from the hood or like pretend like he's from somewhere. Like that's just like, I don't understand it. And, you know, the clickiness and the bouginess is another like big thing with people like at HBCUs. I think it's kind of a problem. You know, the whole social aspect is very... For a place that, like, you know, in, in concept is supposed to be, you know, all about including everybody, seems very, you know, like, ill. You're, you know, exclusionary. Yeah. So that's mainly the question I had. So, because it's, I've heard, I heard a uh, answer from someone that stated at P- PWI, because I go to VCU. Mm-hmm. But that's the main question I had. So thank you for your time and for coming. Yeah, no problem. This is a country, this is everything, this is everything.